Hello and welcome to Dragon Bite, the paediatric podcast aimed at paediatric trainees or anyone interested in child health. I'm Asim, one of the presenters for Dragon Bites and one of the paediatricians currently working in Wales. This week we continue our discussion with Team Soft Landing about the international medical graduate experience in the UK. As a brief reminder, we were joined a few weeks ago by several members of Team Soft Landing, Nadia Basha, Rashmi Mehta, Habab Hassan and Jaspreet Soki. They spoke to myself, Tom Cromarty and new Dragon Bites host and international medical graduate working in Wales, Mega Jagger, all about adapting to working in the UK. This week they continue the discussion telling us all about the impact that moving to the UK and working here has had on their personal lives. I'll warn you in advance some of these stories can be quite hard hitting and some may find them upsetting to listen to. We really want to thank Team Soft Landings for sharing this aspect of their work that often doesn't get shared with us as colleagues at work. Anyway, let's get started. I think we've spoken in a fair bit of detail about the sort of in-work aspects of things, but something that Nadi had mentioned earlier, and I wanted to come back to a little bit, was life outside work and how that can be a bit um, lonely for some people. So I wanted to come to you next, Jaspreet, if that's okay. Because you're someone who got married to someone in the UK, did you find that your transition was perhaps a little easier or did you have a different experience with life outside of work compared to some of the other international medical graduates that you might know? Um, so in terms of, yes, I did have the support of my partner um, who was very supportive and could see the struggles I was going through in terms of my work um, adjustment. I think it makes a bit of a difference that you have someone by you. Um, there is still a lot of challenge in terms of the social aspect, just because even though you have your partner with you, the rest of the social life is very different from what you grew up in and what you're used to. So that takes a lot of adjustment. But the only difference I'd say is if you have someone with you, like I did, I had my partner, he helps you through that and it does make a difference. You'll still have the challenges, but there's someone to support you through those challenges. Thank you. That's really helpful, Jaspreet. Um, did uh, anyone else from Team Soft Landing have any thoughts that they wanted to share about life outside of work in the UK? Is it okay if I share my bit? Yeah. So after joining um, as an SD4 and when I was in training post, um, my mother-in-law, she suffered from ovarian tumour um, and that was... Um, while she was in Delhi and we were here um, with my husband and my son. So it was a big sort of dilemma for us in terms of uh, how we should proceed uh, with her care. And initially, my husband made trips um, to Delhi between um, and we tried adjusting. Um, She had her chemotherapy, her surgery. And um, thereafter, things sort of gradually improved. Um, and again, she had a relapse uh, within a few months. Um, and after that, um, he stayed in Delhi for five months. Even before um, uh, we knew about the tumour, my husband's father had died uh, 
quite suddenly. And we always live with this guilt uh, where we are not able to um, look after our parents. Our parents are away from us. And that's sort of another sort of guilt um, and grief uh, at times which we live with. And at the same time, you're trying to continue with your job, with your training as well. And that aspect, uh, probably I mean, it, it happened to me, but it happens to quite a few IMGs uh, who have their parents away, their families away, uh, and something um, as such um, illness which strikes at their, their age uh, where we want to be with them or we want to be with their so when with when they are in their last moments as well and you miss out on all these things what you get is probably a phone call um uh, towards the end um and um you, you you do feel that you you sort of divided between sort of two worlds and um how you adjust to it um how you grieve about it it, for me, it was quite challenging. Um, over a period of time, of course, you adjust, you um, you do your bit, you do your part. Um, but uh, this is something um, which you, you do live with. And sometimes you live with your whole life uh, with these thoughts uh, as to could things have been different. Being in training, um, at times, uh, you're supported if you have to have... Um, leave um or can you go part-time um so now the training has improved and you are allowed to take uh, less than uh, be full less than full-time training uh, otherwise as well without any reason um but initially this wasn't the case and quite a few um imgs who are there um are hesitant to take uh, less than full-time training because of the visa restrictions as well i think uh, i'm i'm not entirely sure but i think you've got to earn uh, an x amount for your visa and therefore you can't uh, be less than full time training so uh, for me i was working 80% but even then i found it quite difficult to with me being here alone because you don't have the other family network which you would otherwise have had you rely on your friends um well i relied on my son's school friends for childcare. but how how do you go along um sort of looking after everything um and then come out of <laughs> you continue to do your training as well so that was quite challenging for me and I'm sure there will be quite a lot of IMGs who would be in similar situation as I have been. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I just wanted to say that, I mean, I'm sorry for, for everything that you've had to go through there, Rashmi. I mean, bereavement and ill health. And then, uh, I, I mean, I, I won't be able to put words to it that are adequate. But thank you for sharing that with us. It's certainly... Um, an aspect of IMG life that I hadn't really considered before. The fact, I mean, we all can almost understand the loneliness of coming over to somewhere, but we probably don't put as much thought to the feelings of helplessness in being separated from members of your family who may well need your support. Um, that That's an entirely um, 
not not an entirely new concept, but I mean, it's it's a different way of looking at things, and it must have been very very difficult for you. Yeah, it at the time it was, um, and you don't realize um, that when it has happened um, that you're still grieving. I think it was until last year when I read. Um, Catherine Mannix uh, with End in Mind that I realized that I might be still grieving from what had happened. Um, and it's, it is at times good to talk um, <laughs> about these things. And I think most of the time what I've found is talking to my peers. And because you spend so much time at work, your peers are the people whom with you work and you've established a relationship and those loving relationships help you to get through um, these difficult times. Thank you, Rashmi. Um, Nadia, I think you wanted to um, speak a bit about this this um, topic as well. Yeah. So, yeah, um... Um, I'm sorry to Rashmi that you had to go through um, such an experience and, and from my perspective I had a, a very similar experience um, and uh, first of all I came here um, um, alone my husband is in Saudi and he still is in Saudi um, as I was meant as I mentioned earlier in the introductions that the sacrifices that that a lot of IMGs make um, in order to achieve um, what they aspire for their careers, um, you you kind of you're torn between um, like uh, my husband is an engineer, so he doesn't have the same opportunity as we do as 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 physicians here. So and he's he's working quite well back there. So you're torn between like I'm gonna go and progress in my career. Is it fair for me to like? <laughs> Um, kind of put a, a pause on your career and then financial aspects come into it you have to think about your responsibilities so for me as, as I mentioned earlier I had my, my mom was with me uh, and my dad I, I'm lucky that I'm uh, very lucky that they were with me um, other people as Rashmi was saying uh, are away from their parents and you live with this constant like is it should I be near them at the, at this time of their life? Should I be so far? Um, I find that like with my family um, back home, like I miss lots of happy events, sad events. Um, you you just miss out, and you're always kind of video calling and and, and messaging, and it you're never really there for anything. Um, I was lucky that my parents were with me. However, it was such a great responsibility because, as I mentioned in the beginning, my mom started to become unwell, unfortunately, with um, dementia. And her condition just deteriorated so rapidly from the time I arrived in the UK. So I it was a struggle between having to care for her and also struggling with the fact that we were losing her day by day. Um, I, have, I had little babies at the same time. She was uh, 13 months at the time. So it was all this like yeah, sorting out childcare, sorting out care for my mom and adapting to the new, um, like I remember, I can give an example. I was on um, a shift and, and, and uh, I was in the, the delivery room resuscitating like a baby. And um, my dad was, it was like 5 a.m. and he was calling, calling, calling me. After I stabilized the baby, I responded and he said, 
you just gotta go gotta, gotta come home now your mom is really unwell like not not unwell um like in in like um he wasn't coping with it um and and you're kind of torn like i i just can't <laughs> like I can't, i'm the only reg on i just can't leave at, <laughs> at 5 a.m and you know parents sometimes they don't understand what these things mean especially abroad uh, coming from abroad like how things work here like we are barely understanding the system never mind say your parents so um dealing with all those and then the other impact for me was uh, like i came here specifically for the training number and i was encountering so much stress in that first year to work on all the things that is required to make the application for the training in terms of in terms of um uh, in terms of um the APLS getting that done the NLS like the APLS I had to go all the way to Glasgow to do it I had to spend two nights in Glasgow because I couldn't get a booking anywhere else and I needed it prior to my application for training um getting the LNS get, uh, NLS getting the safeguarding stuff getting like all your application together um and then going for the interview at that time it was a, like a face-to-face interview similar to the mrcpch exam so i was constantly stressing about like i've made this whole disruption and change to everybody's life because i wanted this training so much um and i i you feel like you have added stresses going to the interview that like if I come out of this interview and I don't get a training number you feel you're going to disappoint everyone around you although it's not the case like everyone around me was super supportive but you have that added burden on yourself that I've made, made all this change and um, it was quite a stressful time and at the same time you're learning and you're 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 acquiring new skills and learning and um, the, the often comments that got told to me were that you wouldn't know that all that's happening. You're always smiling. You're always, you know, very calm, very relaxed. And and that again, although I'm thankful for that, that like I have that in my character, but I think that again comes from our background of IMGs, as in you're you're not taught to like say um like I'm struggling. Can I can I you know can I go sixty percent? <laughs> can I can I be helped in some way? You're always you feel you have to put up this guard that I'm I'm okay I'm fine I can keep powering through I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine and and you like it's it's a, you're like you're looked at as you're not if you ask for help you're less competent however it's it's not the way so this is one of our aims in our project is to 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 explain to people that it's it's fine to ask for help and where to to seek that help I was lucky enough to be where I was but I have colleagues, I have lots of people who have contacted me from across the country, struggling with their supervisors, struggling with their departments. So some people, like, I, I don't know them personally, just randomly off social media networks, they say to me, like, I just want to ask, I need your advice on this. This has happened. This has happened. Um, all people in similar situations. However, um, they didn't get the same support as I did. I remember one of my consultants at the Royal London um, sitting down with me and um, they could see like um, one of the things I got, I got the chicken pox while I was doing <laughs> and I still have the scars um, in that year. And um, uh, at the Royal London, they believed it's like a, a kind of like a second, like a second time you got it. Although I don't remember getting it as a child, to be fair. Um, but um, that you're so that you can if you're so stressed and so immuno <laughs> that you can get chicken pox a second time. I said I knew there was shingles, but I didn't know you could get 
um, so yeah, and then um, one of my consultants was talking to me and she said like something which Rashmi mentioned now, she said living like with, with our, or having to deal with dementia is, a, is an ongoing grieving process. And I, and I agree, it's your constant, it's, it's, it's not like death, there's closure, but, but dementia is an ongoing so not to um, talk too much about, but it's just to put into perspective the things that we, and then at the same time, not trying not to show that at work at any cost, like trying always, I'm powering through, I'm fine. Like, like everyone used to always say to me, you're always smiling, you're always so calm, you're always so relaxed. <laughs> but there's so much tension and so much stress going on. I did lose a lot of weight though, which was good uh, from that. And I'm trying to get it off now when I can. <laughs> So yeah, and sorry for talking so much, and and thank you. No, thank you for sharing all of that with us, Nadia. Yet again, I don't know if if I can put into words, you know, like how 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 much that you know your story moves me emotionally to hear that you had to go through all that at the same time as doing everything else. Um, I, I, I mean, I could spend all day talking about about the experiences that international medical graduates have, um, but I think for, for the sake of time, I think we'll 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 have a quick chat with Hab, um, Habab and Jasprit about about their thoughts, and then we'll and then we'll talk hopefully about the far more positive experience that will be the team soft landing project so is it okay if we go to you first just breathe um uh, i think you had something that you wanted to say as well um so i'll keep it short because quite similar to what everyone else has expressed um so as you know i have my husband with me and so i have one bonus in that aspect um i think as imgs we really don't know how to ask for help we're so used to just not being allowed that time off work from where we come from that we don't realize that sometimes we need to take care of ourselves, even though getting the training number and getting a post is so important to us, we do need to make sure we take care of ourselves. So I had a significant loss in September last year, just as I was changing rotations. And to be honest, I really didn't know how to ask for help from work. It was me and my husband, and we, we, we just didn't know who to ask for help. I went to my educational supervisor, and I think I really have to thank the trust I work for, St. George's. They were amazing. They didn't make me feel the difference between being a trainee and a non-trainee. They really supported me and gave me time off to deal with what I was going through. And I think that's a very important thing for all IMGs to be aware of, that yes, you may not be a trainee, but you're still human. you're still a human being and you have the same rights and your trust will support you. But you need to be able to ask for that support because you have to remember at the end of the day, you're human first and then a doctor. I know we're all striving to get the training number to get into the system, but take care of yourself first because that's the only way you're going to get where you need to be. Thank you, Jasprit. And I think that's really helpful advice. And I'm sure we'll hear that mirrored again when we talk a bit more about your uh, about the project. But it's always important to seek to seek help when you need it. Uh, certainly in the UK, um, taking care of ourselves is something that the, the culture in general tends to be quite bad at. Um, so, so there's a big push towards recognizing when we need that extra support. Um, Habab, I, th- I think you had your hand up earlier. I don't know if you still had something that you wanted to to say before we move on. Um, 
It's just the same, the same. I think it has been all said. Just uh, I would like to to mention or highlight to raise awareness about few points. As an IMG doctors, we all came from countries which is some sort of unstable politically and economically. So always we have like great part of our minds is just has been just been occupied with the bad news that that coming day after day from our home countries. Me personally, when I came in 2019, it was coinciding with the Sudanese revolution at that time. And um, in, during the first few months, uh, when I started working in the NHS, the big massacre which has happened in, in Khartoum, um, I was quite stressed out, quite anxious, quite sad, quite grie like grieving so badly. Uh, but I haven't spoken at that time to any one of my colleagues or, or of my or one of the department regarding what I have been going through, and what have been going, uh, what my country has been going through at that point, till I reach a breaking point when I start crying in the middle of my shift. So it was like for the first time of my life I couldn't handle like my my emotional, I couldn't keep the things separated my 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 personal life or my. The, or uh, the bad news I'm receiving from my home country and my work life for the first time to feel like paralyzed and shocked and I can't deal with the whole with this huge um, huge amount of emotions with the lack of social support this was like a disaster for me till uh, like uh, which had made me going into that breaking point um, I'm also thankful to the consultant on that day Dr. Rashmi and my uh, registrar at that day it was Brenda who just like uh, sit down and call me, took the plea out of me and asked me to go home. Um, what they did wa was quite, quite heartwarming because I was, I had the feeling of profound social isolation at that point. And I was quite surprised by the support I got from the other team members uh, at the same day, they calling me, checking on me, asking about my family back home because they were all under, or the whole Sudan were, uh, was under fire at that time. And then there, there was no network support, no network, uh, no internet connection, and the connect, the um, you can't call your family and ask if they are well and good or no. A lot of like um, bad news are coming back from from Sudan. So I think we need to raise awareness among our like even like the non-IMG community that IMG doctor might need like more special attention, more special um, like support regarding what what are they going through and as um, Jasper has kindly mentioned educational supervisors and lead and line manager all of this stuff are not only for academic purposes or work related purposes if you if, if you are if you are going through a difficult or rough um, rough like um, time during your life even your personal life it's your right to go and speak up your mind and ask for for one day or two days off or three days off, it will get uh, it will make a huge difference, and it will affect it, your like recovery or going back to normal again. Thank you again, Habab. And yet again, just something entirely new to think about that wouldn't have occurred to me as much before. And I don't mean to sound like I'm that thoughtless a person normally, but it's it's interesting to think that no matter how politically minded you may well be as a UK resident, the, the, the sort of emotional closeness you would have to Sudan and, and everything that's happened there would of course affect you far more than it would affect 
affect people here. I, I think about when this ever, whenever this political upheaval in um, Pakistan, which is my my family's country of origin, I have a, an almost emotional distance to the place because I was never born or raised there. Um, so even though it means a lot to me and, and I, I can find it upsetting, I've still got a degree of distance because to me, my home's the UK and this is where everyone I'm close to resides. But my cousins who are raised in Pakistan and have come over to the UK have an entirely different reaction to the same thing. And now to think of that exact same scenario, but in the context of the colleagues I'm working with and the fact that a distant war or or, um, political movement might have emotional consequences for, for the international graduates around me that it would not necessarily have for, for those who've been brought up here is, is something that I really should be paying more attention to. And I really, I'm really glad that you've brought that up. Um, so uh, thank you all for those stories. Uh, I mean, I could talk all day about the international medical graduate experiences. And, and, and I mean, it's just incredible stuff that we're speaking about here. But also to try and to get to what we want to talk about, which is this amazing project that that your group has set up together, Team Soft Landings. And um, because that's a much more positive message. And thank you again to Jaspreet, Habab, Rashmi and Nadia for sharing those stories with us. Please join us again next week for the final part of our chat with Team Soft Landing all about their new project. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening to Dragon Bites.